Hello and welcome to the Millennials Podcast, everybody. I am your host, Bear. And I'm your other host, Moon. And today we feel a little bit silly. As you could tell, we are in a very hyper mood. Yeah. I've just been sitting here for like the past 20 minutes laughing at nothing. Yeah, I, I keep having to hit record and then stop and delete everything because we just cannot stop laughing. We spent a whole minute laughing at one of Bear's pictures <laughs> that we're going to post on Instagram because it is Dude. the funniest. Believe me when I say, people, I look like Jello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that killed me out of all the things when you called yourself Jello. Isn't it amazing how parents have the ability to take the worst pictures of you? You can take a picture, be like, "Oh my god, I look amazing today. I look like the best looking bitch in this world." And then your parents take a picture of you, and you're like, "How long? How long have I been ugly?" <laughs> And it just brings your self-confidence down. And then they're like, don't worry, honey. You're handsome. You're a very handsome young man. Mother, I look like Flan. (laughs) (laughs) I look like Flan. Oh, my God. Well. (laughs) Anyways. So, Moon, do you want to explain what we're doing this episode? Yes. So, the last, you know, few episodes have been a little bit serious. Mm -hmm. Not not too, too serious, but a little bit more serious tone Mm -hmm. than usual. So today we are going to do something a little bit more laid back. We're going to call it what, like, what are we going to call this? Question mashup or? We're calling this the hot topic, but we're spelling hot H-A-W-T because we Mm -hmm. don't want to get sued by hot topics. Yeah, by by Wendy Williams. How you doing? How you doing? (laughs) So we went on our social medias and asked people if they could DM us questions um, that they want us to answer. It could be our opinions on things or personal questions, whatever. So we have a good lineup of questions right now. But Mm -hmm. the plot twist is we're only going to have two minutes on each topic. I should probably bust out the timer for that then, huh? Yes, we should. Yeah, and... Please, people, feel free to continue sending questions and oh, yeah. messaging us and stuff. We love hearing all that stuff. It's And, you know, we might do more episodes like this mm-hmm. in the future. We love comments and we love questions and giving advice, whatever. Please, get involved more. We love it, you guys. Yep. You sound so <laughs> fake right now, man. Oh, my God. We love it. <laughs> hey, fuck you, man. This is all genuine. Well, Moon, do you have the first question ready to go? I do. Do you have the timer? I have the timer. So go ahead and ask the question and I will set the timer. Okay. Oh, oh my, my god. god. <laughs> my cat is freaking out. <laughs> she just smacked herself. <sighs> Anyways, okay. So, first question. You ready? I'm ready. Alrighty. Start the timer. Start. Okay. Do you believe that you can be in love with more than one person at a time? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And it's a very complicated situation and uh, it sucks. But yeah, I, I've experienced it. You think, really? Okay, what about being in a relationship and being in love with more than one person? Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. I think, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, fuck, that sucks. I do, yeah. I do believe, too, that people can be in love with more than one person, but it's just like, I just think it's so fucked up at the same time, you mm-hmm. know? Cause yeah. Especially if you're in a relationship and you get feelings for another person, that is the worst. Yeah, because... I mean, you always hear that, you know, once you stop feeling or you fall out of love for somebody, uh, it's time to cut your losses. It's time to move Mm -hmm. on, you know. But it sucks when you feel strongly for one person, but then someone else comes into your life and you feel just as strongly for them. Yeah. You know, and I believe that love is different 
with for everybody mm-hmm. for every person you love them in a different way but sometimes you're in love with two people at the same time it is very possible to be in love with more than one person though because think about it you know when you're single you have feelings for multiple people yeah and so i mean that doesn't change once you're in a relationship no it doesn't and we have this this idea that's ingrained into our brains that we're only you know it's like horse blinders we're only supposed to look at the one person ahead of us mm-hmm. but i think that some people take that to an extreme where they start to covet the things that they can't have, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the sort of thing that causes people to uh, get feelings for other people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just one man's thoughts and opinions. All right. We spent a little bit less than two minutes on that question, but I said everything I needed to say. We have 30 minutes. That's just done. 30 seconds. No, no, we're not doing that. Okay. I guess I'll just cut it. Okay. Thank you for your question. Who was that question by? That was from Katie. Katie. Thank, Thank you very you, much, Katie, Katie. for your question. All right. So ready for the next one? Ready. All righty. So this one is, what are your thoughts and opinions on doing things, going out or eating alone or going to the movies, things like that? Okay. I, I do it pretty often because I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> but I, it's cool. I mean, I went to go see Infinity War by myself because I didn't want anybody talking to me throughout the movie. So. Do you think that people are weird who go out constantly by themselves? <clears throat> Not at all. Like I said, I'm one of them. I envy those people. I can't do it. Being the anxious person that I am, being the extroverted person that I am, yeah. I hate being alone. I don't like going out. And I'm not knocking anybody who does it. Yeah. You know, I, I respect those people so much. I put some respect on their name. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. You know, I, I enjoy doing things with other people and everything. But the introvert in me likes to keep to himself. Yeah. So, you know, I like spending time alone. Even if I'm out in public, sometimes being by yourself can be pretty peaceful. I think you need it. I think if you don't know how to be alone, then it's an issue. Yeah, I think I That's why I said I respect these people who are able to go out alone and, you know, eat by themselves. Thank you, Moon. Go to the movies because I personally can't do it. And that's something I try to work on every day, you know? Yeah, I get that. I want to be able to be that person who's like, you know what? I don't need anybody to make me feel better. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm going to go to the restaurant by myself and yeah, I'm going to eat exactly. that stuff. I'm going to go to the movies and I'm going to watch that movie. I was so I'm going to go to the park and masturbate. <laughs> I'm so... What? No. <laughs> I'm so glad you decided to go with me to Denny's the other day because <laughs> I was craving a chocolate lava cake so bad and I was so tempted to go to Denny's by myself and just order a fucking chocolate lava cake <laughs> and sit there and eat it by myself. But I'm so nervous of a person and I hate being alone so much that I couldn't do it. Yeah, and I I remember just how much you hated yourself after mm, eating that thing. Yeah, oh my, I was so full. <laughs> I also was dying from second degree sunburn, but that was pretty bad and gross. <laughs> and we went a little off topic, but that's okay because okay. we have fifteen seconds to kill Moon. I love you, people who can go out alone and do things. I respect you, and I think it's very therapeutic and very needed. Well, thank you very very much, Moon. You are welcome. Three, two, one. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> who was that question by Moon? That was by Nelly. Oh, Nelly, our friend Nelly. Our who, uh, friend of the podcast. She read my cards and uh, <laughs> told me that I'm going to die. Oh. Alone and miserable. Anyways, thank you, Nelly. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Next question. Set <laughs> <laughs> the timer. Alrighty, so this one is from Miss Beans. Miss Beans, timer set and start. This one says, what or how, or no, how are both of you able to be so open to people you meet or on the podcast? All right, I'm going to start this one off. Go ahead. I think that, you know, why hide anything? I think that everybody should be as transparent as possible and as honest as possible. If I'm sitting here on the podcast and, and, you know, somebody asks me a question, I'm like, oh, no, I would never do that. Like, I'm putting on a fake act. I'm putting on a fake persona. Yeah. And, you know, it's 2018. I know it's a stupid excuse, but it's the age of, like, 
sexual liberation and just being as open as you possibly can. So I'm going to talk about anything that I want to talk about and not feel any sort of remorse for it or not feel guilty about it because I'm allowed to be who I am. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm just talking freely. For me, it's more of a psychological reason. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people that I know actually watch this podcast or not watch, but they listen to this podcast mm-hmm. and, you know, they know everybody knows that it's me. But just the fact that I'm saying that my name is Bear instead of saying that my name is Alberto and I'm over, you know, listen, you're listening to me in, in your earphones or in your car or whatever. It gives me that mask of anonymity, even mm-hmm. though everyone knows exactly who I am. So <laughs> it allows me to feel comfortable being more open and just ex- talking about exactly how I feel and the things that I've done and the nasty, raunchy shit that I've experienced. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's nice to be able to be open and I feel comfortable because I'm not talking face to face being the introvert that I am. I completely agree. And see me, I just don't give a shit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> if I meet somebody for the first time, I'll tell them a story. They ask me a question, they're going to get an honest answer. I just think everybody should be as honest as possible all the time. Yeah, There's no point. No point in putting on a fake act. You are who you are. You do what you do. Yeah. And in a way, it, it helps to hold us accountable. Yeah, you know, exactly. If, if we lie about something, you're going to be able to call us on our shit. And that is time. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Beans, for that question. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Next question is from our lovely friend, Jose. All right. Okay. So this question is... Wait. Timer start and go. How do you feel about sex between friends? I like it. You like it? It feels good. Between friends? Yeah. <sighs> I think... It, go ahead. Okay. I thought we had opposing opinions on this because for me it's you know it's not that big of a deal and i think it's more comfortable that way Uh we had this conversation recently just about like sex with friends and whatnot yeah didn't you say that you think it's a bit more awkward it can be and it depends on the person that you do it with because one thing is uh it depends on how close you are to that Mm -hmm. friend because if it's like if I'm having sex with someone who's my best friend, like, like for example, Mo- you, Moon, yes, like it me. feels weird because yeah. you're like family to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to fuck my family. <laughs> but <laughs> other people that, you know, that, we're, yeah, we're friends. We know each other. We get along and everything. Mm-hmm. I, it's not as uh, a sensitive of a thing. You know, it's not as weird to me. I'm, I feel a little bit different on that. I feel that it's extremely, it's way more comfortable with a friend. The closer you are with the friend, the more comfortable it is because yeah. they're not going to sit there and judge all your, you know, flaws in your body. They're not going to sit there and your go and tell fetishes. everybody, you know, they're not going to tell everybody. They're not going to, you know, talk shit about you behind your back like, oh, she sucked in bed. Like, I feel as if it's like that. I mean, there are yeah, shitty people. They that. do do that. But I think the closer you are with someone the more comfortable, the easier it is to open up to them, to be sexually open, to be honest, you know? I get that. And I've always said that, and or I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I've always had the opinion that the best sex is with someone who you are extremely close with, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a best friend, if you will. But the thing is that I'm not going to go and, uh, you know, like I said, like my best friends become like my family. Yeah. And I'm not going to go and date my family, you know? If I go in and date someone and I, I fall in love with someone, I want that person to become my best friend. Yeah, I completely understand. Yeah. I do agree with that. I understand where you're coming from on that one. Thank you, Jose, for We're doing question. a really good job with these two-minute time limits. Oh, yeah. Two minutes is longer than I thought. It is. Damn. We, 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 we're speeding through it, but we're finishing up before we can even. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the one that we have to cut off mid-sentence. <laughs> okay. 
So this next one is, is a bit funny. Okay, time <laughs> to start. But I do have an opinion on it, and it's from our lovely friend Shannon. Oh, Shannon. Hello, Shannon. Hello, Shannon. Timer start and go. All right. Opinions on pegging. Uh, is it hot to <laughs> is it hot to watch? Does it make a guy less manly or does it make him gay? What's your opinion on this one? No, it does not make him gay and it does not make him less manly. That pisses me off so much that, yeah. you know, guys have this whole masculine mentality. I get it. You know, it's it's very taboo. But to put other guys down and be like, oh, you're gay if you like anything in your ass. Your G-spot's in your ass, guys. Yeah. You know? And just because a man wants to explore that and explore himself sexually, you should not put him down for that. If us women are allowed to sit here and be able to do what we want and do weird things and be praised for it, guys should get the same treatment. They shouldn't be put down for wanting to do things that involve their ass just yeah. because it's seen as a gay act. And it is, there's absolutely nothing wrong with exploring your Mm-mm. sexuality at all. No. You know, uh, everybody falls in a spectrum. Yep. It's, it's, it's not just you're either straight, straight or you're or gay. gay. Yeah. Yeah. So having a finger up the ass doesn't mean that you're gay. It doesn't mean that you're experimenting. It just means that you like a finger up your mm-hmm. ass. I have this theory that everybody in the world is bisexual. I, I don't know if I agree with that, but you know, it's you know and to answer i know everybody's on the spectrum somewhere yeah (laughs) (laughs) to answer the other portion of the question uh yes i i think pegging is hot and i think it's fun to watch and i think it's fun to do i i don't think it's very hot uh it's not very fun to watch Mm -hmm. and it hurts (laughs) and and trust me i know and uh but no i mean i'm not against it i don't like it personally but if that's what you like go for it it doesn't make you any less of a man if you like something no, up guys, your ass. No, guys, it doesn't. It doesn't bring your masculinity down. It doesn't make you less manly. Don't let anybody tell you that shit. Exactly. You're allowed to do what you want to do without being ridiculed and using gay as an insult. You like know? the great Rocky Balboa once said, <laughs> "It's not about how many hits you can, how many punches you can give, or something like that. It's about how many hits you can take and keep coming back." <laughs> <laughs> Time is up. Okay. All right, this is by L. Cheez-It on Instagram. Mm, got it. <laughs> I actually know this person. Oh, okay. Well, his question is... Okay, time to start. Do you feel like politics should stay out of gaming? Example, recent last two of us footage shown at E3 shows... Last two of us? Yeah, last of us. Last of us. Last of us two. Last of us two. That's what I, I meant to say. Uh-huh. Footage... Start the timer over, goddammit. No. Shows it. at E3 that the main character is gay... But it feels forced as opposed to being naturally pertaining to the story. I get that. Uh, okay. So, um, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm like, how do I touch on this, you know, mm-hmm. without sounding offensive? I get where you're coming from. I get, you know, pandering and, uh, like, making things feel forced just to seem like you're inclusive or just to seem like you're, um, what's the word? Diverse, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, here's this cool story, you know, and instead of the character just being gay, it's like this story is about the character being gay when that's not what the main story is supposed to be about. It seems like the media nowadays is trying to pander to people, trying to seem more diverse. And in, in, you know, in that case, they're making it feel forced. I get exactly what you're saying because... And granted, let me just full disclosure, I have not seen the latest trailer, so I'm, I'm not sure exactly what it is. But... The first game was, uh, it was just about people surviving post-zombie apocalypse and mm-hmm. trying to find a cure and whatever. I'm not sure what this next game is going to be about, but if Ellie is gay in the game, she is lesbian, uh, that's not the focus of the story. So mm-hmm. it could be that she happens to be lesbian and that would be completely fine. But if they like have emphasis on it 
and the whole time yeah and there's like like it's a very in your face thing like they could even have a thing where joel who is like her father figure uh, at this point uh is like whoa you're lesbian like maybe he's a little disappointed or something you know trying to get Mm -hmm. her point of view or whatever that's part of the story but that's not a whole like central point the point should still be these people are trying to survive post-apocalypse and the timer's almost up but let's go on just a little bit over the time for this one just because i really want to make you know our point um so to answer the first question in this is do you feel like politics should stay out of gaming i do i do um Unless the game is, like, politic-based, you know? Unless the game is is supposed to be in your face about a certain topic, you know? Like, if they want to make a a game about, I don't know, like, a story game about being gay. Mm -hmm. And that's the main focus? Okay, you and I took this this question completely different ways. Okay. I took it as more of a, should politics stay out of game? Like, the recent controversy with the loot boxes and everything with uh, Battlefront 2. Oh. And that uh, the government is actually starting to get involved and, you know fucking they're nailing this company ea because they're exploiting uh, children and stuff okay. into casino like tendencies exploiting their gambling addictions and stuff like that okay see i thought <clears throat> he meant like you know political things that are going well i mean like hey he might have that's like, just the way that i took you know what question. i mean like people trying to be politically correct yeah like oh you need to have gay people in and you need to state that they're gay and you need to state that they're this and not just gay you know i'm just that's what the topic was in this question yeah but that's how i took it you know if if people if gaming should not have like politically correct things or things that are going on right now that are trends you know what i mean that's what i thought it meant okay i agree he might he might have meant that and yes it should stay out of it yeah i agree it should stay out of it even when it comes to these other things i do agree i mean full disclosure i'm libertarian Mm -hmm. come at me motherfuckers (laughs) uh i do believe that the government should stay the fuck out of it you know it's up to the parent to purchase things responsibly and focus on what their kids are playing and the consumer should hold the publisher accountable for these sorts of things you know mm-hmm. you don't like that this is what they're doing in your game don't buy the fucking game mm-hmm. but that's just my opinion Alrighty, bear so now it's your turn to ask the questions okay well i have a couple same thing i asked a couple of my friends and uh, a couple of uh, listeners and they they sent a, a few questions pretty good ones mm-hmm, mind you. pretty good ones okay i got the timer set for two minutes and go okay this one is from an anonymous listener okay she says when or if you guys have kids what are some of the values that you would like your kids to have the mille- millennials lack okay you first okay so one of the things that millennials the stereotypical millennial lacks is a uh, what people like to say a hard uh, a work ethic now I expressed profusely that I don't believe that this myth is actually true, but I hope that my kids learn from me and the way that my parents raised me to show a hard work ethic, no matter what it is that you do. You know, uh, you can hope to be a web developer and and work in that and, and, you know, work your ass off to become a web developer. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, you got to make some fucking money. So go out and get you a job. (laughs) <laughs> and work your ass off at that job. Get noticed. Get recognized. And, I mean, don't settle for less, of course. But in the meantime, you got to make your money. Yeah. That's that's my... Wow. Deep there. Thank you. <laughs> I agree with that. I do. Um, mine is going to sound a little contradictory, I guess. I don't really have one. And we only have two minutes, so I'm kind of pressured. Um, <laughs> if I do have kids, I want them to know that work is important. Yes, work ethic is amazing. And you should always have it. But... I think that you also need to realize that experiences and, you know, trying new things and going out and, like, living your actual life 
with your family and friends is extremely important as well. Yeah. You know, I, I want my kids to know balance because a lot of the times nowadays it seems like our generation doesn't know balance. It's either all work and no play or all play and no work. Yeah, there needs to be a balance. I, I want my kids to be able to have a balance so that they can stay happy, so that they can stay making new experiences. Because at the end of the day, you know, when you're sitting back in your rocking chair, I want them to, you know, be able to reminisce on all the things that they were able to do and spend time with their family and make those connections. I get that. I hope that made sense. That made sense to me. <laughs> and now I'm all that mad. Didn't sound too hippy-dippy, I hope. Uh, yeah. I believe work is important, y'all. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, time is up, Moon. You can't keep talking about <laughs> okay. it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, you ready for the next one? Yeah. This <laughs> next one is also by the same user, and I'm, I just had to include two of her questions because they're just so good. All right. And go. All right. So, she says, why is it that serving and pleasing your partner such a judged action by all feminists? And that's talking from the perspective of a woman. Mm-hmm. She says, why is this viewed as such a degrading thing? Okay. And that, that I, I think that's a really good question. Yes. Okay. As a woman myself, um, I it's not. It's not a degrading thing to want to take care of your partner. It yeah. shouldn't be looked down upon. But I also get where the feminists are coming from. Not to their crazy fucking degree. But I get it. Like, you know, they're saying that our whole lives or our, the generation before us was all taught that we need to serve men, that men are above us, that we need to cater to men because that's our purpose. We're here to have children and we're here to cater for men and men work and do everything and we just stay home and be good for them. Yeah. I understand where the feminists are coming from, where it's this new movement. Like, I'm independent. I don't need to do anything for men. I'm my own woman. You know, women don't need to cater to guys. I understand that. <clears throat> but it's also not a bad thing to have those kind of older views where oh you know i'll be a stay-at-home mom and he could work and i'll take care of him and i'll cook that shouldn't be a bad thing yeah no i once dated a, a girl dated she was my ex-fiance yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, she always told me that oh my mama never taught me to cater to a man she taught me to never say uh, or do whatever a man tells me to do so you know she wouldn't do my laundry and stuff which is perfectly fine you don't have to do that but if i'm out working and bringing the bread home and you're sitting on your fucking ass all day i expect you to put in some work whether that be cleaning the house or or cooking or doing mm-hmm. the laundry i mean whatever it is i mean if i was one staying at home you'd be out working i'd be doing that for you yeah. it's about equality I agree. It's a joint effort. Exactly. It can't just be one person is doing everything and the other person does nothing. No. Yeah. And I, believe me, if you were also, or, uh, you know, not, not speaking directly anymore, but just in general, if both parties are working, then, you know, you can't expect the other party to do anything for you just because they're a woman. Exactly. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's a joint effort, you know? If both of you work full-time jobs or even part-time jobs, whatever, you guys both put in the effort. You guys both work mm-hmm. to it. It's an equal thing. All righty. That was good. Yep. I'm all about <laughs> equality, girl. Me too, boy. <laughs> all right. Your next question. This next question is from a, a girl named Selena. Mm-hmm. Selena. Selena, sissy. <laughs> Selena. <laughs> so she says, Moon, are you ready with the timer? Yes. She says, what's the biggest turnoff that you have run into in a relationship or sex? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you first. <laughs> so biggest turnoff, obviously shit. Okay. <laughs> honestly with sex it's it's uh as i've told you all before my uh rape role play experience (laughs) Uh, i i was not into it at all i was scared 
that I was actually hurting this poor girl and she was slapping me and screaming and shit, telling me to stop and get off at the top of her lungs. I was worried the neighbors were going to come busting through the door. It's like, what are you doing to her? It's like, no, she wants this. Like, I'm the one over here feeling uncomfortable. Uh, so yeah, that's when it came to sex, that's what that was. When it comes to a, a relationship, like I said, it the equity of it, you know, it's mm-hmm. being with a feminist. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love you feminists, but it's equality, not equity. Yeah. You know, I, it's not my fault that my great grandfather treated you like shit. You know, I'm sorry that that happened, but it's not my, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. All right. You spent a lot of good time on that. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't apologize. It was really good. Okay. Um, oh, the biggest turnoff for me in sex and in relationships is selfishness. That is my biggest turnoff ever. Or expectance, expecting something. Mm -hmm. If I meet some guy and we're on a date and we're having a good old time and by the end of it he's expecting sex, Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I'm turned off immediately. I get that. If it just flows right and we end up having sex and, you know. Which you probably will. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) And then once we're actually in bed, they give just as much as they receive. That's a turn on. Yeah, I get that. See, now if they're over here like, oh, I expect sex at the end of the date because I took you out to dinner. And then if, you know, say I do give it up and then the whole time they just expect head and they expect Mm. me to do all the work and they expect, you know, this, this, this and that. That is a turn off to me. I'm like, ew, you're selfish and I am dry now. My (laughs) vagina doesn't even want to have anything to do with you anymore. (laughs) I get it. I get that. Yeah. Guys, please be equal. Mm -hmm. Go down on your girl. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Alrighty. So, next question. Are you ready? Uh, um, um, no. Uh-huh. Okay, now I'm ready. Okay. Alrighty. I will start the timer. Do-do-do. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, this is from my friend, Bree. And she says, why do you think our generation uses so much self-deprecating humor? Because, like, I know when something inconvenient happens, I joke with friends and say, oh my god, I want to die. But I also deflect anxiety with the same kind of humor. Know what I mean? Yes, Bree, I know what you that mean. That is a good one. We've talked about self, self-deprecating self humor a few times. Self-defecating. <laughs> self-defecating. <laughs> no, we've talked about it a few times on here. Again, just like we've said before, it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. It's a way to... People deal with, like, tragic events, trauma, with comedy. Because comedy, like, laughing is really... is cheesy as something. It's like medicine, you know? It makes you feel better. It kind of distracts you. It makes those happy levels in your brain go when you find something funny. Yeah. When you find something to laugh about. It gets you... It's like a fake high, you know? Yeah, and I feel like self-deprecating humor comes from trying to force that dopamine to release in your brain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, make your, force yourself to be happy. So, there's nothing really funny around, so you make yourself the butt of the joke. <laughs> It's like a like it's it's like our generation found a loophole, you know? Yeah. Like we like everything is funny if you're depressed enough. Yeah. It's like <laughs> depression rates have risen and things are going crazy and we're, we're over here like, "Oh, dopamine is the thing that makes you happy." All right, we found a loophole. Making us laugh makes you happy, makes your dopamine go up and all that. Yep. All right, so we're just going to make fun of really dark things. Therefore, can't be sad about them if we find the humor in it. Like that picture of me where I look like jello. <laughs> <laughs> You know, humor brings people together. It almost makes people feel better about certain certain situations, you know? Yeah. Like, 
like that picture you know if you didn't have a sense of humor and i made fun of you about that picture you would have been torn up inside yeah you would have felt like complete shit i mean it's a terrible picture but we found the humor in it together and we know it's all jokes we know it's not like anything personal you know yeah so self-deprecating humor can definitely get to a point where it is uh self-harming yes but at you know at the forefront if you take it at base level for what it is it i mean it's just a joke it's a joke at someone's expense but Mm -hmm. if you're the one whose expense it's from it's okay. It's yok. It's yok. <laughs> Alrighty. Alright, Moons, yes. you have another one for us? Um, I have one from this loser um, whose username is BearPawXYZ on Instagram. <laughs> I think I know who this is. Yeah, he's kind of weird. He says, what do you think pussy tastes like? <laughs> what a loser. Well, what's, what's your answer? Uh, coins and milk, obviously. That sounds... Specifically... Pennies. And Fucking milk. disgusting. How? That's what it tastes that like. That is not. It tastes like pennies and sour milk. I do not. Ew, sour milk. But it's not in a bad way. <laughs> what kind of vagina are you eating, Bear? It's, uh, you know, the I have, vagina tastes vagina y. I have tasted vagina in my life. Never, ever have I tasted sour fucking milk. And pennies, okay, Moon. No, You're no, forgetting no, the hold pennies. On. The pennies, I can't agree with. <laughs> The pennies I can't agree with. I understand it has like that irony, like yeah. metallic kind of taste. I do agree with that. But fucking milk. Yeah. Oh. But my it's God. not. It's not like rotten milk. It's just. It's like sour. Sour milk. You know? milk? Like, but it's like d- no. But it's like it's. You get some milk and you add just a teeny bit of lemon to it. There you go. <coughs> I'm gonna like. <laughs> Don't you're over here gagging. I'm gonna puke. <laughs> that doesn't sound. Oh my god! You know what? Well, I mean, I'm not saying that it tastes. Del- it's not a fucking delicious delicacy, Moon. It's just it's pussy. It's and, you know, vagina, yes. I'm it. eating it for you, not for me. Let's move on from this fuck show. <laughs> I'm sure you give head for them, not for you. Yeah. Well, no, no, I no, I like it. You like it? I like it. Hmm. Bitch. So, Moon. Yes. What do you think uh, about us wrapping up this show? Yes, let's do it. But But before we do, let's do a um a last little ending segment, okay? Okay. I I had seen uh Jenna and Julian on YouTube do this and uh-huh. I fell in love with the idea. I I take all of my ideas from them. <laughs> you thief. <laughs> but um it was basically explaining the plot of a movie badly and mm-hmm. trying to have the other person guess what it is. Okay. So, I'm going to explain a movie right now badly horribly and i want you to try to guess what it is okay okay go for it girl falls in love with dead guy uh-huh has toxic relationship for four movies twilight <laughs> <laughs> yes you got it Ty, okay i have one in mind Alrighty. okay so guy is unhappy with his current living situation so he goes out to re- pick up some bitch and deliver her to some other bitch, and he falls in love with said bitch. What? Yep. Have I seen this? Yep. What? No. Possibly in Spanish. Uh, <gasps> Shrek. Yep. Shrek. Somebody <laughs> wants to me the world. Oh my god. Me. That is a good one. I should have thought about that. <laughs> All right, Moon. Okay, so my next one. Uh, you better get this one. Okay, so, child from broken home, two dead parents, <laughs> horrible living situation, adopts creature, makes it her own, 
and uh, tries to train this creature to live in society and act like a normal pet. <laughs> With uh, teaching the creature Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch. Yes. One of my favorite movies to this day. <laughs> yes. I knew you would get that. <laughs> That's a good one. That, that was, it, it had me going for a little bit. I was like, huh, I don't know if I've seen this. All right. You ready for this? Yes. So this guy kills his brother. Uh-huh. And then his nephew fucks his uh, childhood sweetheart. And then he comes and kills his uncle. Wait, what? Yep. Wait, what? Yep. Say that again? So this guy kills his brother. Okay. And then the guy's nephew, he goes and fucks his childhood sweetheart. And then he comes back <laughs> and he kills the uncle. I don't know what this is. It's, it's a very classic movie, Moon. I don't know what this is. He comes back and kills his uncle. Uh-huh. Uh, f- I don't know. No? And no. then, like, he, he becomes, like, the new leader of the tribe. What? Yeah. What is this? Yep. The leader of the tribe? Yep. I don't know. The Lion King, Moon. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. You threw me for a loop right there. <laughs> that was a good one, right? Oh, or Hamlet. You know, I would have accepted either, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's one for you. Okay. Guy, uh huh, looks like Jello. <laughs> Fuck you, Moon. <laughs> the story of your life. It's I'm me. just kidding. It's oh, me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, here's one for you. Okay, girl, mm-hmm. the total asshole. This is true. <laughs> you could have made fun of my burns or something yeah, right now. She's completely burnt. Yeah, I'm burnt. <laughs> she's burnt. <laughs> Blisters on the back and everything. Ew. <laughs> Oh, alrighty. Well, Moon, we should yeah. wrap this up. We should. We've it's had get, an. It's getting kind of stupid. <laughs> We've had enough fun. <laughs> we were just feeling in a very silly mood today. I'm glad we got to got get it all out into the universe today and share it with you, peeps. I hope you didn't find us too obnoxious. Yeah, I'm sure they did. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like five people just like unsubscribed. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, please don't, <laughs> Moon. Plug our shit in before people. Alrighty, so everyone, we need you to please, if you can. Rate, review, and comment. Mm-hmm. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you use, except for Spotify. Yeah, Spotify hates us. I was, so. waiting for you to, <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish that. Or you can just uh, Google Bilennials on on Google. <laughs> and we'll come up, fuck you, on every, we'll come up on any website or podcast app that we're on. You could also probably Google us on Bing. We'll probably come up oh too. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, you can also follow us on social media, Instagram at Millennials Podcast, uh-huh. Facebook and Twitter at Millennials, or I already said that, Google us. Just Google us, girl. Thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in. We love, love, love you guys. Yep, and like I said before, please send us shit, mm-hmm. you know, talk to us, email us. Interact All with the us. good shit, man. It's all good, man. We'll take it all, but don't <laughs> message us on Twitter because we never check that, so... The more interactions, the better. We love to hear from our fellow friends. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.